0: My guest today is Simon Bailey. He's the Managing Director of LSP Leadership and is asking himself and the leaders with whom he works about regenerative leadership. He asks, what is society asking of you? What is the opportunity inside of your organization? What are you personally passionate about shifting and repairing? Listen into this conversation to get inspired and get in action in the ways that are important to you. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results and you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. Simon, I know that you have a commitment to using your influence as the managing director of LSP, as a consultant, as a coach, working with leaders in organizations to positively impact the world's climate. You call it regenerative leadership. Tell us what you mean by regenerative leadership and why is this so personally important to you?
1: Thanks Amy. Yeah. uh, So for for regenerative leadership to me is I suppose at its biggest, it's creating the conditions where life can thrive. Yeah. And sadly, I just don't think we're in that place right now. I think we're, we're still in, you know, moving towards sustainability perhaps, but in many ways still degenerating. Mm -hmm you know, the, the living systems that we depend on. And I think it's a, for, so for me, it's about we really need to be repairing and regenerating the damage that we have, have caused. And I think that goes for us as, um, you know, environmental and social. that goes for us as leaders. And so it's leading from a different place, um, a um, a different mindset, mm-hmm. a place where we really see ourselves as part of, a living, our one living system that we are inhabiting. And um, yeah, broaden our, broaden our horizons as to what that means and lead from a, a different place where all we see all stakeholders as important and having intrinsic value.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, every time I talk with you, Simon, I hear your passion and commitment, and it's it's inspiring. How and why has this grabbed you personally?
1: Yeah, it's been quite a long it's been quite a long time. I mean, if you, I suppose if you trace it right back, it goes back to childhood and you know love of being on my uncle's farm or being outdoors and that connection with with nature. Yeah, and so there's always been something there that has really valued that. And then, you know, over the course of, you know, the last 30 odd years, you know, that I've I've watched that decline and, you know, seen those changes. You know, I was in the army for a while as well. And, you know, some of the places that I got to in the army were were where social systems or or democracy had, had broken down. And, you know, we're obviously living through that in many different ways right now. Yeah. So it's not only you know it, yes the environment and our living planet, but absolutely social equity and, and you know fairness and uh, that inequality. I think is part of the same the same question. So I, I'm I'm seeing that and yeah, there's been an evolution for me. Uh, you know, like there's been no big bang in term. It's just been a, a growing awareness that. You know, I really, genuinely believe it's it's my generation's responsibility now, particularly to do something about this.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah. So
1: that that's that's it. It's it's taken a while to come to fruition, but we, you know, we're in an emergency. That's this. That's the simple truth. So we need to act like we're in an emergency.
0: Yes, yes, we are. And um, when you look at your Your definition of regenerative, Simon, Mm. uh, just, you know, all the things that could be addressed environmentally, socially, uh, there's systemic change that needs to be made. Uh, It can Mm. feel overwhelming. And Mm. I'm sure many leaders listening get stopped by, you know, I don't don't know what to do. I don't even know where to start. What would you say? Because I know you would love every leader listening yeah. to take on this mindset of it's my responsibility to make yeah. sure my world, my sphere of of influence, uh, that we're taking care of each other, that we're taking care of our planet. Uh, where, where, do, where do we start? Where do we look first? Yeah. Or now?
1: I think first off for me, it's, it's the belief that we are, we can do something. And we can do something that's entirely positive. You know, there's a, the, as you say, there's a lot of huge, you know, you feel the weight, you can feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, and that can feel overwhelming and, and very disabling. Yeah. Um, I, I think so for me, the belief that whoever we are, aware of who we are, Um, And this is why I think the leadership position is so important because we, you know, we can all be leaders, but we can we can have more influence. We the belief that we can do something and that it will make a difference to us individually, our communities. And so I think that's the that's the first part. And then I think the second part is working out what it is for you and your organization. If you know if you're part of an organization, what what's your purpose? And and how can you, what is it that you can uniquely contribute right now to, you know, what we're facing? So Lovely. and get very, very specific and, you know, find out some things that just start, just start yeah. one conversation at a time, just ask some different questions, you know, hear, hear from, I'm not sure how engaged everyone is in organisations on this topic. I'm not sure how often they're asked. Yeah. So I think there's a latent opportunity in our organizations for great ideas. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, actually, I I think on the positive side, I mean, Mm -hmm. this is, I think this, you know, if you're in a for-profit or a not-for-profit organization, there is, I I genuinely believe there's such an opportunity here, a business opportunity, as well as, you know, what, what we can do, you know, socially. I, I, I really think, I think it's underestimated yeah. the business opportunity. I think it's hugely exciting. We, we are living through one of the, the biggest transitions. You know, it's the next industrial revolution. We, we're having to, you know, find the new software for a new global way of working. Uh, it's a once in a multi-generational opportunity. Mm-hmm. To f- and, and the, you know, I think we're only limited... Well, I, I never like saying that's too binary, by our way of thinking and and some way in our imagination and yeah. and our habits. Yeah. So I think there's I think that's where we can look as well. Look at our habits. Look at our assumptions that we're making.
0: Yeah. 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 And I love that you started there, Simon, with our belief that we've got to have that belief, that mindset that we can and that we are. We are the ones to uh, make a difference. And that's um, belief work can take some time to make sure that we yeah. really have it in, ingrained in us, right? So I think yeah, we're, we're yeah. talking about more than, oh yeah, two seconds of I tell myself I, I can make a difference, right? Yeah. But But really looking at what are some of the assumptions positive, disempowering that, you know, lie beneath those automatic thoughts that come to our heads. Like this is too overwhelming. I can't make a difference. I don't know where to start. I don't know enough about the topic, whatever, whatever yeah. it, it yeah. might be, you know, and, and yeah. And when you talk about socially making a difference, yeah. um, people can get concerned, overly concerned about saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. Right. I mean, we're we're yeah. we're marching into uncharted territories at times, um, at least yeah. personally with individuals. Right. I've, I've yeah. I know I have. I've worked with leaders. who have. Right. And it, it can be scary business. Uh, no, that's a,
1: that's a really good point, because I think you know my personal experience of, of this transformation is that I went through a stage of thinking I needed I needed to know the answers. Mm. Um, And I think the reality of where we are now is that we don't know the answers, and we're not going to. So, you know, I think you know your your emphasis on the word courage is so important because it this is, um, you know, a bit of the leap into the unknown. And if you look at some of those bold organisations who have set, you know, ambitious 2030, 40, and 50 net zero targets and things like that. They don't know how they're going to get there yet. They've got some ideas, but they've, but they've jumped in and committed. And I think that's more of that and, and collaboration yeah. Um, yeah. as well as is one of, you know, some of the things that can help us get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That mindset and that commitment mm. <laughs> up front. We don't know yeah. how, but we are going to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, in fact I was just I, I was just looking you probably can't see it but I've got a, a man on the moon original paper okay uh framed behind me you know the, the on on the day that the man uh, Neil Armstrong and, and colleagues uh stepped onto the moon and I was just reflecting on that early you know that I mean it's a it's a well-known story but yeah there's something about that bold ambition and, yeah. and I think a new story I think that's the other thing that gets in our way I think you know, we're running an old narrative and we need a new and optimistic and exciting story that says this is this is possible back to that belief thing.
0: Yes. So we are going to talk more about how yeah. to step into this this mm. mindset and take action. But I want to let everybody know today that my guest is Simon Bailey. He's the managing director of LSP Leadership. In leading LSP leadership, he sees clearly the necessity to work with leaders and their organizations to bring about an accelerated transition towards the sustainable enterprise. This is driven by his personal purpose to help people and places be better than they are today. And by his observations that people in the organizations that they work in are in the main slow to recognize commercial and personal opportunities that this transition to a sustainable economy presents. As a coach, his approach is intuitive, challenging, and deeply caring for his clients and what they are seeking to achieve. Simon coaches in multinational organizations multi-sector SMEs and with individual leaders in transition. Prior to joining LSP leadership in 2003, Simon served in the, Army as a, in the Army as an infantry officer, leading operations and training in Asia, Europe and the Middle East. He is a member of the Institute of Directors with a diploma, with a diploma in company direction, working towards chartered directorship. He has an MBA from the Schoolich School of Business York University in Toronto and is an associate member of the Institute of Environmental Management and Assessment. Thank you so much for being here today, Simon, to talk about this important topic.
1: Yeah, real pleasure, Amy. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've talked some about the belief and then you said, what is it in your organization that you can do? Right? What is going to be your unique way to take action? Can you give us some examples, Simon? What have you seen leaders shift
1: and do? Hmm. I think, you know, leadership as um, you know, my military experience said that, you know, you need to not be prepared to ask people to do something you're not prepared to do yourself. Okay. <laughs> so we've we've looked hard at ourselves as a, you know, we're a you know, small but uh, you know, global, global presence in our business of about 60 people and so one of the first things we did was engage with our coaches and and, and ask the question about you know what's our role here? Uh, are we being complicit in the current system of coaching and you know working with people while um you know the uh the, the ship is burning or the uh, you know whatever the uh, analogy might be. That, yeah so so we brought quite, we brought different questions into our coaching, we brought different conversations into our coaching in our in our work with clients you know questions like you know what is society asking of you right now and what can you uniquely contribute and mm-hmm. you know just helping um, helping executives think in, in a different way so and that that'd be one example but going back to the sort of not you know doing this yourself you know we we're in the process of buying some land a small piece of land as a mm. as a company and so our aim is to become net positive in terms of carbon uh, and in terms of biodiversity. Lovely. Um, and so we can, you know, uh, both offset our current emissions and and be positive and, and you know, sell some of those carbon credits to uh, to others as well. I think so. I think there's a number of small things that you can you, you can do by just thinking differently. What's our responsibility here? Nice. Yeah. I, I, and the other thing, Amy, we've done is, you know, we've changed our articles of association as a business. So I don't know if you're familiar with the B corporation movement, mm-hmm. the B corp movement. And so there's a new, we changed our articles of association to directly reflect, you know, their articles, you know, which says that you, you consider every stakeholder in your decision making, not just the shareholder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we thought, okay, so there's. You know, those are all good steps in the right direction. And then we came across this wonderful um, organisation called 1% for the Planet. Uh, And so we've joined 1% for the Planet a couple of years ago now. And you make a donation, 1% of your turnover annually, you commit to give that to a charity or charities of your choice. Uh, And we work with, uh, we've been working with the Marine Conservation Society to work with their leadership team and, and their management team to help them increase their impact um, as as part of that one percent uh membership so there's lots of different things you know i think you just yeah. need to decide what it is for you that where you want to put your effort uh-huh. and there's lots more we could be doing so i'm you know i hate one of my big values is humility and I, I you know even saying all that stuff out you think yeah and there's and there's loads more we can be doing as well
0: Yes, yes, and you're in action. We we'll get uh, links to all of those sites into the sh- show notes. B Corp, one percent for the planet, Marine Conservation Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and that's 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 lovely, right? Like that's those are those are all mm-hmm. the things that um, you're doing as the managing director of LSP. Yeah. yeah. Um, what have you seen when when you and others uh, other associates are asking these coaching questions of leaders mm-hmm. right what's the society asking of you what is the opportunity inside of your organization right what are you passionate about shifting and and, and repairing what what have you seen uh, leaders yeah. take on
1: yeah one one company we're working with um, so I'm working with the managing director and he's intuitively knows something needs to change and we've so that's we've been having these conversations and they're uh they're a design business and so he's gone to his supply chain he's he's gone to the factories uh that make his goods and he's asking of them different questions and they're responding and changing what they're doing they're looking at uh, using less component parts they're looking at you know, alternatives to some of them. In this case, you know, small bits of that could come off and, you know, get washed into the water course. So it's just opens up a whole new, a whole new conversation. Um, yes. So that would be one, one example. Well,
0: That's, that's exciting. Yeah. I get, I get inspired by that, right? If, if, yeah. if
1: yeah.
0: you think, yeah, you know, if you've got you know, a set of vendors, you know, or a a set of customers, like how you can start to have a different conversation and change some ways that you're doing business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, part of the other stuff, the other thing that we do business wise is, is to facilitate strategy for some, for some clients. And so, you know, that what is society asking of you question brought a whole different, element into this organization strategy which wouldn't have been there had the question not been asked so again you know they're thinking about their stakeholders in a different way um, how they could create different value for different people who previously were not really on the radar and so you know that's just the power of the question is is really phenomenal so that that would be another example yeah yeah Um,
0: so I'm yeah I'm hearing what what is society of asking of you and also this idea of consider what how you can serve every stakeholder that seems like something that a leader no matter where they are positioned could be asking themselves right who are all the stakeholders who are all the possible stakeholders yeah, as, as the communities that we touch, you know, are, are all of those stakeholders represented in our thinking and our, and our planning?
1: Yeah, 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 completely, completely. I think, you know, if you think about, you know, you might think about the footprint um, around the, an office or a factory that you're directly involved in, um, but then the community that your, you know, employees come from, wherever that is, of course, all of the stakeholders in your supply chain human and non-human stakeholders in your supply chain and then all your all your uh, you know clients further down the value chain how are they using your product what are they saying about it and how are they creating how are you creating value for them that's you know beyond the transitory
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so the, and there's so much i think the other element i'm excited about is is the innovation this unlocks um as well because there's some wonderful you know, if you think about the, this brings in the circular economy and rethinking design, you know, that there's, there's a whole shift in business models that's underway in many, many sectors. And it just can't, you know, just can't come fast enough.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as you're talking through that, I, I get more excited about just thinking about our stakeholders as an access mm-hmm. point to what is the unique value that we can create right what what are the unique actions what are the ways that we can shift what's mm. happening on mm. our planet uh to mm. be more regenerative yeah. and gosh it keeps coming back to mindset as we're as yeah, we're talking simon i mean because i'm also struck right now that mm. i think that for too long we have fought Oh, sustainability. That's something that the sustainability group does, right? Or environmental impact, you know, well, that's that health and safety and environment person. I mean, sometimes in a big entity, it was one person, right? Rather than looking at it as this, this, this all of our jobs, we all need to be involved in impacting Mm -hmm. our our world in the,
1: in the way that we want. No, I I think you're right. I think that's where, and that's where the opportunity is in, in organizations to, you know, we, we know engagement in many organizations, low. you know, we keep being told that. And I think that is one of the opportunities. It's certainly a talent, you know, if you're looking from a, an HR lens, it's an attraction. Talent wants to work in organizations who are clear about what they're, what they're doing and, what they're about and how they go about it. And they're really attracted to that that culture that's positive, progressive. Um, and they won't, you know, won't go and work in organizations that aren't. And that's that's the reality on the on the ground now. So you're right, it's it's gone beyond that. It's now that's now a an HRO um responsibility. It's a CFO responsibility because that's hitting the bottom line as a ceo and and a you know and a board and all of that and I think we've moved from a you know why why do we need to do this to a how and how do we how do we do it well how do we adapt our thinking and our how we are as leaders and how do we do it fast because the other the other you know side of it you know you go from kind of doing less harm to where we're suggesting that the opportunity is which is to to you know, rebuild to regenerate. Yeah, but regulation is also that's coming fast. You know, it's here, it's here for public companies, um and it's only going to become you know more, and um, reporting, of you know many different aspects. Yeah. So there's a, I suppose at it, at bluntest for leaders, there's a, are we going to be here in five years' time if we don't change? That's the risk and the threat. Yeah. At one level. And then then the opportunity, the other side is, you know, how do we win win and uh, and keep our current clients and new clients, whoever they might be, and really engage more broadly. And that's, uh, I, I have this huge empathy for leaders, though, in this situation, because this is, you know, it's, is it unprecedented? Maybe. What they're being asked to do with huge pressure. Yeah. But we hear that that's what people want you know if you look at some of the surveys the edelman trust barometer you know they want business and organizational leaders to speak out on social inequality um you know the climate and they want them to be doing more yeah so there's kind of permission there but at the same time the old system you know of shareholder returns and all of that that's still there and that's the that's the tension i know you know many leaders are are really feeling
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love what you're speaking to here, Simon, because I, I think a lot of folks today just feel pressure out of there's, there's supply chain issues. People's, yeah. their plates are really full. You know, leaders might be listening to this and think, Oh my gosh, I am just trying to keep the lights on and d- juggle all the balls that are coming my way and not drop any that are too critical and, and too critical of timing you know, how, how can I uh, talk about being regenerative here? How can I be proactive, so to speak, um, or, you know, think in, in new ways and add new dimensions to what we're doing when we're busy? Yeah. And I think you're saying that now is exactly the time. Uh, I mean, yeah. people are leaving their jobs in droves because we want, need- we want meaning in our work. We yeah. want to feel like what we're, what we're doing matters, you know, and that one of those balls that we're holding up is actually going to make a difference to our planet, to stakeholders in our, in our system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and and I think it's a, uh, you know, in some ways it's a false choice between, you know, do we do this or do we, do we stick with what we know? I think, you know, the, the, the choice is, we know the direction of travel we need to go in, how com, how much commitment do we feel, um how bold are we willing to be, how much risk? how much do you know what I think it really comes down to is how much do we really care, and how connected how connected are we to what really matters to us and what really matters to our stakeholders? And I think where the evidence of leaders who have acted so far is that there's a deep commitment and they feel that, they feel that personally, but at an individual level and they've gone through their own sort of inner work and that belief work. And there's that conviction there. Um, and they, and that, that leads into action. And um so I think that's the direction of travel. And I think what I you know you, when we were talking earlier about, Kind of my aim for our conversation today. Yeah. It would be you to kind of put a, a marker down for everyone and to say, come on, how do we how do we challenge ourselves? How do we be bolder, be bolder? And to your point about mindset, I think let's really critically examine the assumptions that we are resting our decisions on and see whether those are really fit for where we are right now. Because you know, my my personal experience is that um many of them are not and the situation has changed um as we were saying uh, we have this urgency to act yeah so we need to be really mindful conscious of of that yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's what it, i think that's what it really comes down to for me
0: yeah like uh, how much do we care do you care, yeah. right? Each, yeah. each person listening now, Simon. I feel like we don't have to look far to see, you know, it, it, examples of needed change in our world. You know, in yeah, in our in our climate and in you know the inequalities that we experience and observe every day. Um, but if there's, is there a place where you turn people to? how do I want to say, like maybe get, get some of that climate information in their face? Is there a good source of information like here, here? You need to go look here because you'll see how critical the situation is for
1: our climate, mm.
0: for our world.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great question. There are, I think this is another of the challenges, actually. There are so many
0: <laughs>
1: sources of information that, you know, where, where do you go to trust this i mean i think i mean if you want the overall view you know the ipcc international um, panel on climate change their their recent most recent report okay great um you know that that that's great because you know from that comes science-based targets i think that's another that's another organization um which is key um there's a number of reporting organizations out out there in terms of you know how you can look to measure and re- and report this. It'll be different in some respects for some different sectors. And those are all external um, you know sources of information uh, and I often think I, I often find myself looking around for those sources of information and becoming overwhelmed and then I don't know what's what very easily and mm-hmm. And what I've learned is to turn internally and trust what feels intuitively right to me that i know something dramatic needs to change in in how we're operating and how we're leading yeah and and so i i i think there's some great external sources there and i think yeah. working with the leadership team to ask ourselves those questions lovely um yeah. i i think that's that's the best place to to start and then you can get into you know there's plenty of people out there who do materiality surveys for you and calculate your carbon, uh, you know, and look for all of that stuff, the technical side of the technical side yeah. of yeah. you know climate change and, and your emissions and all of that. And so that's, I think that's yeah. relatively easy to find.
0: Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No. Bit- I, yeah. I love that you keep turning us towards, where do I want to have an impact? What's important to me, given yeah. my organization and my values and my skills and who I touch, right? What's, what's the most important work to do? Yeah. I guess I was thinking from a, mm-hmm. you
1: know,
0: like, I I know you want to be a catalyst, right. And and challenge yeah. folks yeah. and create change. And I guess I was coming at that question from the, the idea that sometimes we need to see the stark reality in our faces Right. Yeah. Like if we yeah. keep going the way that we're going um, with h- how we're you know using our resources, this is this is what's going to happen to to our yeah. planet. Right. It is, it's yeah. a it's a it's a bleak situation, yeah. folks. Right. And to, so to see that, to remind us. But then mm. your point is what's really going to sustain action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. folks, Right. If yeah. we're if we're tapping into yeah. what's in, what's important to us where we're passionate yeah. about uh, making a mark
1: yeah no that that's that's a good point actually so i think what has changed over the last four or five years those those external indicators i think now i think about it you know they've been quite marked so you know george floyd fires in australia you know greta cop 26 you know floods in germany there there has been enough evidence you know just on the news for us to see that even the most skeptical uh you know organizations of or people I, I speak to you know this is the evidence is is clear and compelling uh, for me it's it's clear and compelling whichever marker you want to whether it's biodiversity climate change temperatures ice flow melt you know as well as our social systems you know it's there the question for me is how awake are we how much are we paying attention to that and really deeply internalizing that as something that we are part of we have we have been part of creating particularly in I think particularly in the west Uh and I think we you know that's what one of the things that changed for me it was that real sense of ownership for me that And recognition and really deep listening to myself that I've been part of this. You know, I've enjoyed 20, 30 years of prosperity. I've taken it for granted. And, um, yeah, here we are. Here we are. It's a leadership. If ever there was one, this is a leadership moment.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. For every leader Mm. to look, yeah, Yeah. to ask themselves, Yeah. To believe that they can, then make a difference. Yeah. What What is that difference going to be?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all have different motivations for wanting to change. And for some, it's deep love of nature. For others, it's it's family. Yeah. It's you know the prospect of grandchildren. Uh, you know, and the generations that are not yet born. You know, there's so much native wisdom that we are beginning to tap back into that we've lost touch with like i've lost touch with mm-hmm. as well just to yeah that there's, but whatever it is for you as an individual yeah that's the thing to pay attention to and that's the kind of the glow and the spark and yeah and if we can fan that and it becomes it becomes the flame inside us that, that leads yeah. to action leads to the things we've been discussing then yeah that's where it needs to start
0: I started this conversation early on by asking there's so much that can yeah. be done it's so overwhelming yeah. and now I'm in a new place on that Simon just in this conversation okay. because there's so much right f- f- find f- find where where you're interested where you're passionate where you have some skill and some knowledge to w- make a shift and, yeah. you know, start your influence there and, yeah, yeah. and grow it from there. Right. There's so, then there's so much opportunity, so many different ways. Like you said, the latent opportunity that's there. Yeah. right, And the business yeah. opportunity. I mean, it's not only for, you know, people's fulfillment, right. right? But then create creating the win, win, wins out in the marketplace.
1: That's a really good point. So the, the, in my experience it's the alignment between the personal fulfillment and the you know if you're working in an organizational setting what the organization can then do and then the impact you can have that's that's been my my journey working out what that alignment is so the you know when we we found this this bit of land and you know I've always wanted to be a farmer so i was looking for a piece of land it now happens that you know we can sequester co2 on the land you know we're going to plant trees so i get to do what i have uh, always want desired to do
0: okay great yeah love
1: to do yeah and and great it we get to contribute in that way we get to engage some community and then some other people you know and help them in in the local community we you right. know we need we go you know bring some education bring some children there and explain what we're doing create some new business because we'll bring in you know, yeah. beekeepers and, and orchard and you know, all of these other things so it becomes regenerative at many different levels as you say, yes. with multiple stakeholders and i think that's really the power of, of the regenerative agenda yeah because it's planting the seed and then it takes on its own takes on its own journey without you know when i'm gone yeah it, if i you know if we've done it well it will continue that's and awesome. expand of its own accord its own energy
0: exciting at so many levels and i'm excited yeah. for the farmer inside of you
1: yeah thank you yeah yeah <laughs> he's been um, somewhat idle and somewhat dormant for too many years so uh, yeah he's yeah he's back yeah. he's, he's back, back right yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: right so yeah. yeah so those of you out there you might not want to be a farmer but what's 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 your version right. exactly. of this right what's what's your version exactly creating that that win-win-win
1: exactly yeah
0: and so many have so many opportunities really you know yeah take the time reflect and and choose yours that's the that's the call to action here today
1: it is it is yeah yeah feel that and you know all my my colleagues at lsp you know we're we're all driven by by different things and so the conversations we've had um and the ripples that you know have been created from our conversations have you know, people have gone off to cricket clubs to change things. You know, locals, local um, other sports that they're involved in or, you know, gone and volunteered in, in different in community organisations. So many different, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you're, whatever you're passionate about, wherever you want to take it, focus on that. Uh, and start small, you know, just see, see how it goes. The energy will uh, multiply and, and take you it further. It's infectious.
0: Yes, you can make a difference. What is society asking of you? Yeah. Start small, and let it grow.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Lovely. These are, are really good. You know, I, I haven't looked at the principles of change for a while, but and i think i think that's one of them somewhere you know? <laughs> small quick wins or something like that i'm sure that's one of them you know?
0: yes 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 uh, yes and start with that 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 mindset and i love the you know the the personal question hmm. right where where is the work where is the work for you
1: yeah yeah what is it yes that's right what what about you is unique that you can uniquely contribute and that you know the world is asking for
0: Thank you, Simon. Thank you for this conversation today. And thank you for this challenge. This challenge that I would love each and every one of us listening and participating in this conversation to step into.
1: Thanks, Amy. What a a pleasure. Yeah, I've loved it. Yes. Thank thank you, you, Simon. Thanks. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader